You're on WBAI. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What is it? Open manhole covers. <laughs> I, made it, I made a discovery. What? I, I, I fell in the sewer four days ago. Uh-huh. One of the discoveries that I made that I found out where the smell comes from. Oh, what, where? I, I found David Dinkins' toothbrush down here. <laughs> I also have a food that, I, that uh, is probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever had to eat in my life. Yeah? What? Two days after I fell in here, yeah. obviously I had nothing to eat with me when I fell in, so I ate this thing that was crawling on my neck, and I don't know what it was, but I'll never eat sushi again. <laughs> Thank you for that. I will say one thing about him if he's listening now. That man is very, 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 very clever. Okay. That's a repeating caller, though. So yes. It's 279-3400. I mean, that call we just had was... I know, but the Belcher is clever. Yes, he is. He's very clever. He tricks me. Uh-huh. He's not, you're, you're getting pretty wise to him now. Yeah, I knew who he was this week, and I figured if he belts this week... For the bog one. the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here... Can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. I probably shouldn't be asking this given my fluctuating social standing, but why us? Two seats opened up. Chris Flanagan got sent to military school for kissing his stepsister, and Alec Ames is awaiting trial for the victimless crime of armed assault. He succeeded. He was successful in just using his mouth to get the man off. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. Here we go. Here we go. I'm Chris. Hey, everybody. I'm Peter Pantlet. I'm also Chris. You're a goddamn genius. And we are your friends. With benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast. Smells like a bunch of farts got in a fight. Chris now has his balls free. He can get in on this. I'm gonna get off by cranking your knob just a little beyond the breaking point. For the 190th time, once again broadcasting live from the FWB podcast. I guess it's the TN2M shows. Worldwide headquarters uh, from the FWB podcast floor is how we should say that from now on. It is an all new episode, the 190th episode of your FWB podcast. I am Captain Chris, and it's a little bit of a different episode this week. 
I had the applause here. Yeah, I am Captain Chris. And I know that wasn't all for me, but I hit the button anyway. Also, Chris, on special assignment this week. So you will have just me. And I don't know how long this episode is going to go. You know, because in your podcast player, it's going to tell you how many minutes and how many seconds this episode is. But I don't know. As we start, I'm just going to kind of free flow a little bit. We'll see. We'll see where it takes us. We'll see where this episode, this journey takes us. And uh, we'll see how many people in the analytics have turned off now because they know that it's just me. So we'll see. We'll look at the numbers and we'll see if I'm a draw or not. Uh, No, it's going to be a fun hour-ish. I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know how long it's going to be, but we'll see. The quality that you are used to from your FWB podcast and he doesn't know it yet uh well he knows but i don't know if he remembers or not that i'm going to be out next week so this is the kind this is the time of year where we kind of not alternate but we kind of have stuff come up uh and uh so you will have some episodes that maybe one of us isn't on or maybe we do uh, a different episode or whatever so this one is the first of those most of them are going to be regular episodes, but I think I've got like three before the end of before the end of the summer that I know that I won't be on. So um, you'll have at least a couple. It's it's kind of a, a, a we, we we do that to mix it up a little bit so that you don't get tired of just hearing us week in and week out. But I've got a couple of things that I want to talk about with you guys, and one of them started out and this will be the first and only time that I'm going to regale this saga so listen up because I'm not going to repeat it um no this past weekend was record store day and uh I actually today I got my I got a turntable in the mail I had ordered a turntable. I have I have a few vinyl albums. I have a few records, and um, I don't have any way to play them. And uh, I had just bought one. Uh, it had just come in the mail literally yesterday, and I was like, I don't have any way to play these. But so I ordered a turntable, and I ordered one that you can put a flash drive in, and you can actually record from the vinyl to it makes it into an mp3 so i just went ahead and and bought one of those and uh so earlier today uh actually just before i got started i was uh, playing a couple of those records uh that i haven't been able to play at all so i have a i have a there was some record store day years ago where they did and this is where everybody's going to predictably roll their eyes and they're going to say of course, that's the one that you got. But I got a glow-in-the-dark Ghostbusters. It's like, it's the theme song, and then I think if you flip it over, it's the instrumental, but it's it's a glow-in-the-dark uh, record. And so I've had that for years, 
and um, that was like early 2000s, 2000 something, nine-ish, eight-ish, I don't know. It was for some anniversary of the movie, so I have that. I had never played it, literally until today. And so I had ordered another another couple albums, another couple of records. I don't know what you call them. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'm not a, a vinyl guy, uh, so now I probably will be because now I've got a way to play them. And... Uh, so I was like, well, if I'm doing this and I'm ordering records and I have a, a turntable now, I was like, I might as well check out the list for stuff for Record Store Day this year. And so I saw that there was a 10th anniversary reprint, uh, repressing, I guess they call them pressings. I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about the scene, the the vinyl scene to know what all the the terms are so but they're doing a or they did a 10th anniversary uh repressing of the macho man randy savage album the be a man album which apparently on the sticker i'm, I'm a little confused because on the sticker it says first time on vinyl but there are non-record store day copies on vinyl that are available to buy online so i don't know but whatever so i was like oh like if i were to get something i would get that and the more I kind of thought about it, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I think I am going to try and, and, and pick this up. So I called the, the two record stores in town that were going to have it because you can go online to recordstoreday.com and you can see all of the different selections that are available for that day. And if you let it use your location, it will tell you stores near you that will have it. So... I called on like the Wednesday beforehand, uh, last Wednesday. I called Wednesday or Thursday and I called and I was just like, Hey, I know this is going to sound real weird. I'm looking for a specific album. If you guys are going to have it, I just, I just want to know if you're going to have it. That's it. And they both places were like, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. I can tell you we have the list. And so I, I, they, they were like, what is it? And I said, now it's going to be embarrassing. So I just, please don't laugh at me. And uh, so I, they were like, no, no, it's not, it's fine. There's a ton of stuff coming out. I think there were like 300 and there were in the 300s uh, of different things that were coming out for Record Store Day. So I said, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage album in the first place said, yeah, we're going to get one. Like We have one that has come in. Like we already have our stuff. We have one copy. And I was like, okay, crap. All right, let me call the other place. So I called the other place and they said, yeah, we're, we're going to have a couple. Uh, we're going to have one or two was the quote that they said. Uh, the guy started out and he said it was going to be, we were, we we're going to have a couple. And then I kept, I was like, okay, cool. So you're, you're going to have a few, you're not going to have that many. He said, yeah, we're going to have one or two. Cause he said, I'm still unpacking stuff. I haven't finished unpacking everything. So, but it's going to be one or two. That we're going to have. And I said, okay, great. So one place opened really early. One place opened a couple hours later. And so I said, okay, here's what, here's the plan of attack. First place opens really early. I'm not that invested that I'm going to wake up super early and, and all of that. So I was like, when I get up, I figure it'll be about an hour ish after they open, I will be there, let the initial crowd get out. And then 
I'll I'll go in and see if they've got it. If they've got it, I'll buy it. And if they don't have it, then after that, I can just go to the second place, get in line, and and see if if I can get it from there. So, uh, I I go I'm on my way to the first place, and I get a text that says, "Just so you know, the first place is sold out." Uh, apparently they sold out in like three minutes, and I was just like, "Well, all right." So I turned the car around, I go back home, and I was like, all right, in about an hour, I'll go to the other place. But I got I got a little bit of time now, so I don't have to worry about that. So kind of a bummer, but I was like, still got another shot at it. That's okay. We're going we're gonna to try. We're, we're going to try the second place. We're going to see what happens. So I, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to the second place, and I'm like, on the website, it says they open at 7.00. When I called on Wednesday, they said they opened at 10. I'm going to check their Facebook page, and I'm going to just see what they say. And at this point, it's like it's like 8.45. And I see a post that says, if you're going to stand up and wait in line, if you're, if you're going to show up and wait in line, stand out near this particular entrance to the to the to the the shopping complex and i'm like okay so like when people start to show up they're gonna have them sitting there good to know and so i see on the bottom i see there's one comment and i'm like oh like we'll, we'll click on it we'll just see what people say it's probably someone like hey thanks hey whatever and i'm like brushing my teeth or something getting ready to go I'm like, I'll be there. I'll, I'll plan to be there at like nine, be there an hour before it, everything opens. That should be good. An hour early should be fine. And the comment, when it loads up, it says it's somebody and they just say, yeah, we're all having a great time out here. It's like a party out here. And I'm like, oh, shoot. That means there's more than just one person out there. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to go now. So I I get ready. I, I, I finish getting ready. I finish brushing my teeth, whatever. Get in the car and I go over. It's like a, like a five-minute drive. Not even a five-minute drive. It's like a three-minute drive. So I get over there and I see the line of people. And there's like 20, 25 people in line already. And I'm like, shoot. Okay. Line's not that bad. Still got a shot at it. All right. We're, we're, we're okay. So I get in line and I'm by myself. Like I don't know anybody in this line. So I'm like, I got an hour to sit here. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start talking to people so I can try and make this time go a little bit faster. So I look at the guy in front of me and I'm like, hey, man, like, what are you here for? Like, obviously you're here for regular day, but like, what are you looking for? Like, what's your items that you're looking for? Like, what records are you looking for? And he's telling me, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm looking for The Cure. The Cure's got an album that's out that I'm I'm looking for. And there's a couple that's next to him. And I'm like, what are you guys looking for? And they're like, they're looking for the Taylor Swift album. And there's a couple others that they were looking for. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Like, let's have a a collective here that, like, we're looking out for each other. Like, if I see the Cure album or if I see one of these other albums that you're looking for, like, I'll grab it for you. I'll see it. If I see it before you, I'll help you out you find the the Randy Savage 
album that I'm looking for before I do. You help me out, and we're going to help each other out. And I'm like, I'm I'm preparing myself for disappointment because I know they've only got one, and I'm definitely not the first one in line. So, you know, I don't expect to get it. And everybody's like, no, no, man. Like, we're going to be looking out for it. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, we're going to we're, – we're in this together at this point. So – you know, it gets closer to time, it gets closer to time, and it's like five minutes till, and they start, they, they bring us to the front of the store, and they're like, all right, we're going to let people in, like little groups of people, we're going to let them in like, you know, five or six at a time, so that, um, you know, the, the store doesn't get overwhelmed, which is a great idea, absolutely on board with it, so... I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, we're getting closer. But as we get to the front of the store, there's a second line of people that are waiting inside, not at the designated place where they're supposed to be, not where the the Facebook page said to wait. So they were just hanging out, like, waiting in front of the store. So uh, the the guy, the the owner who's there, he's like, "All right, the only way to make it fair is I'm gonna like zipper effect. I'm gonna I'm gonna funnel people in from both lines because I don't know who showed up when, and this is the only way to be fair." And at that point, I'm looking at that line, and I know what's gonna happen because about a third of the way up that line, I see a guy in a pro wrestling t-shirt. Now, it's not it's not a Randy Savage t-shirt, it's not like an NWO shirt or anything. It's for another wrestler, but I it, it's a wrestling shirt and I'm like it's me and this guy. Like guaranteed there might be more people here for it, but it's definitely me and this guy. And so the 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 owner, the he was opening the store, he's zippering affecting everybody in and I watch as four people before me, he lets that guy in, and I watch because I've found the album on the wall, and they've got one copy, and I can see it. And I watch as he walks right up, takes a right, walks over to the wall, reaches up, and takes it. And so I see him take it down, and he's got it. And then he looks for one other thing, he grabs one other thing, goes to the register walks out and it's as he's walking out the owner's like all right you guys can go and i'm in that group that goes next so i'm like i feel like i know what's going to happen but we're going to look anyway just to see because i would be unhappy with myself if i left and didn't check it myself because knowing my luck i would leave but there would be another one that they would be like oh no we we were unpacking stuff we got two so you know it's fine um but i go in and i look nowhere to be found the guy got the one he was four spots ahead of me i don't know who was there first me or him uh, as far as timing goes with the uh zipper affecting people in uh but such is life that's how it happens sometimes, you know. Uh, so I, I, I told everybody I was like, watching. I was like, this guy's going to get the one that I'm looking for. And I was like, there he goes. He got it and he's out. And so of our group of the little the the makeshift friend group uh, or as as uh, also Chris would probably 
um, more relate to as the impromptu D and D party that we we had established in line. Everybody else found what they were looking for, except for me, which is fine. Every every, every party's got to have one person that doesn't get. Every group's got to have one person that doesn't get what they want. That's okay. That's part of it. That's part of the limited numbers of record store day. So I'm like, it was like a $35, $30-35 record. And I'm like, well, you know, we'll see what the online prices are. Because, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be fine. And if it's not too much of a markup, if it's if it's within reason, I would get it. Uh, and there were three on eBay. I haven't checked, uh, I haven't checked Mercari yet. Sometimes Mercari gives you a, a better deal. But on eBay, the only one I could, the only ones I could find were two hundred and forty dollars. Um, so that's not a thing that I'm going to do. Uh, let's let's look up Randy Savage album and let's just see how much it's going for for sale. Uh, nothing. Okay, there's nothing on. Uh, nothing for Mercari right now. Randy Savage vinyl. All right, well, there is one two hundred and fifteen dollars which I'm not excited for. That's not going to happen. Uh, there's not much else. Yeah, there's one. There's one on Mercari, and it is $215. So they can eat one because that ain't worth it. So... It's just one of those things that I'm going to have to wait until vinyl takes another dip. Uh, vinyl will, will take a downturn again at some point like it did, and then I'll be able to get it for pennies on the dollar. People won't be able to get rid of them. And then, then I will strike, and that will be the point where I will get that album. So at some point we'll get it. Um, I did see uh, a, it, there was a fun moment where there was a guy a few spots ahead of me uh, that was like a straight up doppelganger. I had to message a uh, dear friend of the show, Glenn Shirley, to ask him, dude, are you here? Because if you're here, I'll go up and talk to you and I'll say, hey. And But if you're not, I'm going to hang out like back here and not embarrass myself more than I already have today. So was not him, but this dude looked straight up like him. So that was kind of fun. So... You know, um, uh, an interesting smattering of people, by the way, for for record store day. It's an inter. It's the first time I've ever done one. Uh, I honestly, I have no idea how I got that Ghostbusters record store day, the glow in the dark record. I have no idea how I got it because I don't ever remember doing a record store day, participating in one. So. I have no idea where I got it, but I just know that I, I have it. So uh, that, this was the first one that I've ever been a part of and might be the last uh, because it was not successful. It was a little disheartening. So we just might not do another one, but but had some good conversations with some good people. I kind of want to just do the next one and just not really want anything, but just like talk to the people who are in line and just kind of hang out. Cause that was kind of fun. Like everybody was super chill and a lot of fun to talk to. 
uh, in our group. So there were there were a lot of people that were doing first time. Uh, there was a, a, a guy, a, a kid that came up behind me in line that it was his first record store day. And uh, so he was having a great time. He was there for the Taylor Swift album. And uh, so it was a fun experience. It was a fun thing to try just once. I don't think that I would, I don't know that I would do it again. It would have to be something that I'm really passionate about to do to, to, to go again. Um, and something with hopefully a, a bit higher numbers because I would want a decent probability that I would walk out with what I wanted, but no, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience. I'm not sad that I did it. Like it was a good, it was a good experience to do. So especially because like, I have no idea what I'm doing with vinyl with any of these albums. So I have no idea. So I'm, it was kind of just a learning experience for me in general. So, you know, it was fun. So, um, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was fun, you know, chatting with people and kind of hearing their stories and, uh, you know, hearing what they were there for. And like the guy that was there for the cure album, uh, he was like, man, he's like, I haven't been this excited going into a, a music store since I bought this CD, the same album when it came out on CD. So he was like rebuying, uh, one of the, one of his favorite cds like when he first got it on cd um he was getting it on vinyl because they were doing some vinyl release of it so um so it was cool for him because he got it he was so excited and uh so i'm ha i was happy for him uh it was it was it was awesome seeing people have a great time and get the stuff that they wanted like that stuff is really really fun so it, it reminded me of when I was a kid growing up in Maine, which I feel like I need to tell everybody and, and tell some stuff about what it was like growing up in Maine, because a lot of people, they might feel like they know, but they don't know. So maybe, maybe in a second, we'll get to some Maine stories. Uh, but I remember when I was just kind of understanding and realizing how uh, reserving games at, GameStop where before when when I reserved games and, and stuff it was we had an EB games and a software etc were the two that they merged at some point and um yeah it was EB games it was electronics boutique games and the other place was software etc which was just a video game store and that they were both in the main mall which was super fun and I remember the game was WWF Attitude for the original PlayStation. And the game's terrible, just as a side note. Like, the game is trash now. If you try and play it now, the game is absolutely horrible. But, you know, at the time, it came out, and it was like 1997 or whenever it came out, it was like just when pro wrestling and the WWF was like really taking off. So, you know, it was like when it was getting really, really popular. And so that was before I really like, before I under, it was actually the game that taught me how important it is to reserve a game, to put money, to put five bucks down on a game and then pay the rest of it or, or put all of it down when you would, you know, early to, to get it, to guarantee you a copy because we went to, I had a buddy of mine went with me 
uh, my dad took us to the mall to go get, um, to go pick it up on release day. And my buddy had reserved it, but I didn't. And he had gone one day to the mall without me and he reserved it. And I, I was completely clueless. And so we go to software, et cetera. And they're like, no, sorry, man. Uh, the only copies that we got, we have enough for the reservations, but we don't have any more. And I was like, okay. So I walk over to uh, the EB Games and they're like, yeah, sorry. Uh, we don't have any that are not for reservations. We don't have any. Like all we got allotted were the number of reservations that we had. So I'm like trying to figure out anywhere else that's got games because I'm like, oh, there's like nowhere else. There's a Toys R Us but they don't open for like another hour and you know, we're not going to be able to hang out. Like, so it's not, it's not going to be a thing because it was like, literally the goal was go there, get the game and then go home and play it. And so I have, I have a moment where I'm like, Oh yeah, we pass a KB toys on the way in. And you're welcome. That was a cough break. I'd had, had a cough right there. And some of us know where the mute switch is. Ah, uh, kidding, 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 kidding. Uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah, KB Toys, man, KB Toys. Which KB Toys, if you never experienced a KB Toys, I feel so bad for you. Because KB Toys was, it was like a Toys R Us, but it was like the Wild West of toys. Because it was just like anarchy inside a KB toys. So I walk in and I'm like, Oh, I'm looking for this game everywhere else is sold out. Do you guys happen to have any? And the lady's like, well, let me go check. I don't know. Let me see. Cause I'm like, I don't know if they do game reservations. I feel like they do, but a lot of people kind of forget about them. So she's gone for what feels like forever. It's probably only like a minute, two minutes. Cause she's like, Hey, how many do we have? And they're like eight. How many pre-orders do we have? Four. Okay, cool. So we're set. And so she comes back out and she's like, yeah, okay. I do have enough so that you can get one if you want. And I was like, oh, for some reason, my, how old was I at that point? Hold on. I'm going to actually do the math at this point. Uh, if it came out in 97, I would have been 13 at the time. So my 13-year-old brain is dumb and my initial reaction, my first question isn't my first my first reaction isn't cool. I will take one. Thank you for checking. It's how many do you guys have? So for some reason she says, "Yeah, I have enough that you can get one if you want one." And you didn't pre-order it and I say, "Well, how many do you have? Like I'm going to buy more than one." And she just looks at me and she's like, "She knows that my brain doesn't work. Number one because I'm 13 and number two because I'm just now really excited that I'm going to be able to buy one. And she goes, I have enough that you can buy one if you want. And I was like, then my brain kind of kicked in and I was like, yes, please. Yes. Yes. I want one. So I bought one and went home and we went home and we played it. And at the time I thought it was like the greatest thing ever, but in reality, like it really, really sucked. Uh, the game is garbage and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's real bad, but, the so I learned from that lesson, and the first game that I ever pre-ordered was Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation One. So I learned my lesson because that that was '98. So it was not that much longer that I learned my lesson 
and put it into action and actually pre-ordered a game to make sure that I got it. So I, I got the, um, the Metal Gear Solid edition and it came with like, and that, that's when I learned that you get, you get, sometimes you get stuff you used to, you used to get stuff when you pre-ordered games and I had no idea. So I, I go to pick up my game, my copy of Metal Gear Solid and they give me a t-shirt and they give me like a notebook and I can't remember if they gave dog tags or not, but it was something it, it was, I know I got a, a, a white t-shirt with the big red exclamation point on the back. And then it had the metal gear solid logo on the, the chest, like where the pocket would be. And then the, the notepad was super cool. And I wish I still had it because it had like the metal gear, it had the metal gear solid logo on it. It was a metal, it was like a metal cover notebook. So it was like really premium and it had the Metal Gear, the tactical espionage action logo on the front. And I specifically made a point where I was like, I'm not going to use this. I'm going to save it for something special. Because I understood how cool it was. And I was like, I know I'm never going to get another one of these. And I have no idea what happened to it. I'm pretty sure that my mom threw it away when I went to when I went to college. Uh, I'm sure that she got rid of it because she did that like when i went to school uh yeah okay so you can get it uh you can you can pre-order it uh 25 dollars you, you the, the the pre-order but you can order one metal gear solid notebook gamestop pre-order 1998 konami uh 25 dollars is the only one that's on that's on ebay right now let's see if it's a good oh it has like artwork in it i never even opened it so it's got like artwork and stuff in it that would have been cool to have uh, a little scratch on pages are all blank after art yeah it would have been that would have been cool to have and go through but uh oh yeah i can see on the front where it's where it's scratched it's i couldn't understand these people don't write in English and it confuses. They write in English, but they write nonsense and I don't get it. But uh, I see now based on the pictures that there's a scratch on the front. So the art, like the, the logo is messed up, but I'm not going to pay $25 for it. So that's, that's just how it is. So, um, but yeah, it was always a special trip to go to the mall. So I'm, I'm spoiled now because you know, as an adult, there's a mall. I live I live five minutes from a mall with a video game store and a cookie store and all that stuff in a amazing Chinese place. And growing up, it was always like a special occasion to go to the mall because the mall, the main mall is in not in a bad location, but it's just it's not fun to get in and out of. It's not fun to maneuver around the parking lot and all that area. So going was not a very common occurrence. So like I remember and and so you had like the mall and then across the street from the mall was the Toys R Us, but you had to cross like four lanes of traffic, so it sucked. And uh so I remember like when we got to go to the mall, it was like the greatest thing ever because you had like the magazine store, the Newport news was what it was called. 
and they had like all these magazines and stuff and it was like magazines you'd never heard of but you saw them in there and it was great i bought so many magazines from there and then there was uh if, if they didn't have what you wanted there there was a walden books that had a bunch of magazines so you could go there and then they had two video game stores the kb toys it was like the dream and kb toys eventually moved out of the mall and they moved a few towns over and they built like a a bigger it was a kb toy works and it was in like a grocery store kind of strip mall and that was where they held pokemon card tournaments where i was way too old to be playing my buddy and i uh different buddy we would uh we would go there on saturdays like my my dad would be like he would just want us like out of his hair he's just like it's something it's not drugs it's something fine like you guys can go and do it's fine like it's fine you go there we'll drop you off come back and get you in a couple hours and you'll be fine and so it was like me and my buddy and it was um yeah we were we were 13 or 14 and it was like when the game just came out and so we would go and there was a, like it was like us and there was a bunch of like eight and nine year olds and like that was they they used to call the the different places where you could play the game they used to call them the gyms and you would go there and like you would play the game and sometimes they would have like tournaments and stuff and you could win like exclusive cards and all that and so we would go and we would like beat the hell out of everybody because we were so much older and we could kind of like put a good deck together to beat everybody. And uh, so it was kind of unfair where we would just like dominate these little kids and, and beat the hell out of them in this game. And it was just because we were much, we were much more able to put complex thought into, into our strategy and stuff. So, yeah, it was a little unfair, and they probably should have not let us play this game against a bunch of eight- and nine-year-olds because it's kind of a foregone conclusion how that's going to go. Because, yeah, every time in the tournaments it would end and it would be like the finals would always be me against my buddy. That was it. Like every single time it was it was always us in the final two, and it was just like predictably... If there was a if there was like a, a special card that you were going to get for getting into the finals of this tournament, it was going to go to me and him because we were going to we were going to beat these kids, and we did. And so, because I mean, number one, how embarrassing is it that we were that old and we were going? But number two, how much more embarrassing would it have been had we gone and we lost? So you couldn't couldn't show our faces around there if if we had gone and we had lost. So it only lasted, we only played for, it wasn't even a year there. And part of it was we were kind of losing interest in it. And then the store shut down, which was a sad day. Um, and then I had, I had other things to worry about like driving school. Cause then I wanted to drive and it wasn't so that I could drive us to, the Pokemon tournaments. It was just cause I wanted to go and, and then I could drive to the mall to the video game store and do other fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, that kind of, that kind of ended that. So 
that was that chapter was gone. But I, I'll never forget um, growing up in Maine. You know, my favorite thing ever that I always wanted to do was go to Toys R Us. And I never I didn't get to go to Toys R Us a lot because it was it was a trek. It was like a all in all you're looking at like to drive there through the traffic and everything, shop and then come home, you're looking at a good hour and a half. So, I mean, it it was a journey. It was a good 30 minutes to get there, 30 minutes to come back, maybe 40 each way depending on traffic. Um and you know, your shop time and checkout and all that stuff. So it was a good over an hour. It was like between an hour and an hour and a half. So it was an investment to go. And my parents would like on special occasions, we would go like, you know, if we, if we, if it fit into the weekend plans or something like that, maybe once every few months I'd be able to go, but uh, I'll never forget the day that uh, my parents got a bunch of free labor out of me because it was snowing and I was like, I just, I want to go to the toy store because I want to, you know, get a game or a toy or something that I can play with or use in while it's snowing. Cause I can't go outside because I'm not going to like, if it's actively snowing, you don't really want to go and, and, and necessarily play or whatever, uh, if you're not feeling it. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I we haven't been to toys R us in a long time, so it would be great. And my mom's like, I tell you what, you shovel out the driveway and we'll go to Toys R Us. And I was like, I cannot believe you are making me this deal. I will shovel that driveway out five times over if it means going to Toys R Us. So I'm out there and it was it was just snowing enough that you start at the top of the driveway and you go all the way down. And by the time you get down to the end, the top of the driveway is back just snowy enough that you got to clean it off again. So then you work your way down again and then you look back up top and there's just enough snow where you got to clean it off. So, you you know, you, it took, you know, a good three times cleaning it off. It took me a couple hours to clean that bad boy off. But when I get done, I'm like, man, this is looking good. This is a good looking driveway. It's fantastic. And so I go back inside and I'm like, all right, cleaned off the driveway it's great, ready to go. And my mom's like, you see how bad it's snowing out there? You think we're actually going to go to the toy store? And I was like, I can't believe it. You just got one over on me because you got a bunch of free labor. And I cleaned out the, I just completely cleared out the, the driveway under false pretenses. And so I showed them I went to college 1,800 miles away. So I don't remember the last time I had to really shovel snow. So take that. Um, but, yeah, so they they uh, they got me for some free labor for clearing off the, the driveway. But as, as a non-rent payer at that point in my life, I feel like was the least I could have done was to clear off the driveway for him. So not bitter about it, not mad about it. Now it's a funny story where blatantly flat out loud. And I think the statute of limitations is out. It has expired, so you can't really call it child abuse anymore. Uh, Maybe at one time, 
you know, flagrantly lying to your child about taking them to a toy store so they'll get manual labor. I feel like that might have been frowned upon by CPS, but we'll never know. We just won't know. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask him. Um, but I, uh, my, a couple of years ago, uh, my, my parents had moved a bunch of the old VHS home, our home videos onto DVD. They had like the DVD VCR combo. And so they, they moved a bunch of them over. And so it was fun going back watching because they're divided up by year. And so, you know, one year it's like, you know, this is when we had our summer vacation here. And then the next year it's like, I'm going through and I'm watching them. And like, you know, each, each DVD is like a full year. So it's like, you know, 1991 home videos, 1990 home videos, that stuff. And so there's one year, I can't remember what year it is, but there's one year where, uh, I'm watching and it's like the snow just doesn't stop and it's just constantly snowing and it's like into mid April. And because the date is always stamped on the bottom and yeah, it's like April sometime in the middle of April or uh, the first half of April at least. And yeah, there's just a bunch of snow on the ground. And it's funny cause it's like two weeks before that, that uh, on the date stamp, like two weeks before that I'm outside, I've got, the I had a little fire truck uh, that I would ride around with. It was like the Fred Flintstone version where like you had to pedal it. It was like the pedal car uh, as a fire truck. And uh, I had the My Buddy doll, which I would never play with because that shit scared me. And I begged. I did. I begged and begged and begged for a My Buddy doll. And because that was like the greatest thing in the world was the My Buddy doll. And... You know, it was like it was like a kid-sized toy. If you're unfamiliar with the My Buddy doll, what you need to do right now is you need to take out your phone, take out whatever, and you need to Google My Buddy doll and take a look at it and see what it is. Because it was basically like a little friend that could come with you. It was like your sized friend. And I wanted one so bad, and they were so hard to find. And so, you know, my mom... To I give her all of the credit in the world for two things. Number one, putting up with me, begging for this My Buddy doll. And number two, she found one. And she got it for me for Christmas one year, whatever year that was. And I wanted it so bad. And I wanted it so bad. And then I opened it, and it scared the shit out of me. And there's a bunch of... of home videos where you see me, you see me playing or I'm riding on the, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm, I'm pedal kicking the, um, the fire truck or whatever. And you know, there's my dad or my mom and they're like, Oh, take, take my buddy with you. And I'm just like, no. And I just keep going. And they're just like, all right, or don't. And so my mom never lets me live it down by the way. Now that, uh, I, I wanted it so bad and then I would never play with it. And so my sister's two years older than me. And we got to the point where like my parents felt like they could go grocery shopping or they could like go do stuff. And my sister could like, we could stay at home by ourselves and, you know, not, not like all night. Like if they went out somewhere or um, they used to do 
like they used to go line dancing and which was like all the rage. I never really understood it, but they used to do that. And so they would, when they would do that, we'd get a babysitter. But like if they were just running to the grocery store or something, we would stay by ourselves. And so one day they went to the grocery and it was when I had the, my buddy doll and my sister's outside. We had horses and my sister was outside with the horses and my parents come back from grocery shopping and they, they're there. They see my sister outside with the horses. So they go inside and they can't find me anywhere. And my mom like starts freaking out. She starts like, you know, she's looking upstairs. She's looking downstairs. She can't find me. And so she runs outside to my sister and she's like, where is he? And she's, my sister's like, I don't know. I thought he was inside. And because I'm nowhere to be found inside the house. And so what, what happened when they were gone is that I figured this was the chance for me to get revenge on my buddy. And so what I did was I, no shit, I snuck up behind my buddy and I got him in like the, uh, what I thought was like a Cobra clutch or like the million dollar dream and put him in like a sleeper hold. And I took him with that in that hold outside to the backyard where I had a rope, uh, like a piece of rope waiting. And I tied one end of the rope around his foot and I tie, I threw it over the branch and I hung him upside down and I tied it down and I had a wiffle ball bat and I just started to beat the living hell out of the, my buddy doll with this wiffle ball bat. And my mom, and like, as she's outside talking to my sister, trying to, you know, figure out where I am. She looks over and she sees me just wailing on this My Buddy doll. And she starts losing her mind because it's not like relief that I'm safe and everything's fine and all that stuff. She's like, what are you doing? Do you know how hard that was to find and how expensive that was? And I'm like, I don't care. As I'm hitting it with the, the wiffle ball bat, I'm yelling out, I don't care. It scares me. I don't like him. And uh, so, needless to say, he was not my buddy. Uh, he was not my buddy friend. He was not my friend guy. So, I don't have a lot of home videos where I'm actually playing with my buddy. And if you look up my buddy doll and you don't see that it is absolutely the inspiration for uh, Chucky from Child's Play... I just, I don't know what to tell you because it absolutely 1000% is. So that's just, that's, that's how it is. Um, that's, he's just clearly the inspiration. Um, so that was, uh, you can understand that it would scare the hell out of me. So, that was the last time that uh, my parents ever gave that. I think that was when they instituted the uh, Americans don't deal with terrorists uh, anymore. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Uh, that I think that falls under children who are begging for the popular hot toy during the holiday season. So uh, if you ever wonder what it's like living in Maine, that's what it is. is it snows all the time and... Uh, if you don't pre-order a video game, you're probably not going to get it. Uh, 
So that's that's how it is. And so with that, I think I think we're just about out of time for the solo episode. I hope you guys had fun. I hope you enjoyed hearing me kind of ramble on about stuff here in my record store day adventure and all of that. Don't forget, you can go to tn2mshows.com and you can get your tickets to our night of comedy, which is coming up Saturday, June the 17th at the historic theater at the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's right on I-65. It's off exit 28. Easy to find. We're going to be there Saturday night, June the 17th. It's going to be a great show. Uh, We also have uh, more tour dates coming. So um, if I will, I will, uh, uh, we're going to have one probably, uh, I think right now we're trying to lock down a September date. Um, So I'm going to tell you if you buy a ticket, to our June show and you're unable to go, but you can go to the next show. If you buy a ticket to the June show, I will personally buy you a ticket to the next show uh, that you can go to and uh, that you can't beat that offer. So if you buy a $10 ticket to our night of comedy and you don't have a good time, I will reimburse you. You can only activate one of those offers though. um, Cause that's just how I roll. So, Make sure to get those tickets now. Uh, we're really hoping to sell out. We're really hoping to at least sell uh, a bunch of tickets. We got a, quite a few sold right now, uh, but tickets will also be available at the door. Uh, so make sure not to miss that. Uh, we've got it's us uh, telling some stories that you won't hear on the show, an exclusive jail mail that you won't hear anywhere else because we're not reading that jail mail on the show. So make sure to get out and hear that and uh that's this is normally the part where also chris uh goes on about social medias and stuff like that but usually by that time in the show i'm kind of making sure that i know where all the shut off buttons are uh so i'm kind of only half paying attention so um i will just say if you like what you hear share us with somebody that's about it. Just help us grow a little bit. Uh, give us a like on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, buy tickets to the show. Go to tn2mshows.com. I will not be back next week. You got double the amount of me this week. Instead of me being on half the show, I'm on the whole show. So uh, I'm going to give you a reprieve next week. I will not be on next week. Uh, we may we may record one ahead of time. I don't know. I don't want to speak too early, so we might have something going on. I don't know. But um, um, that's about all I got. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to me ramble. And um, until then, until next time, uh, don't punch each other. I think that's what he says. And thank you for being our friends with benefits.